What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. The State of the Union is what I'm calling it. Talking about a couple things, talking about the plan for spring training episodes, what's going to happen for when the baby comes, and some other stuff too. I have a little rundown, talk about the Flyers firing Chuck Fletcher, some football news that came out on Friday, talked a little World Baseball Classic. This one was fun to record, obviously very short, so appreciate you checking this one out. But as always, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, especially with those spring training division previews coming out for Major League Baseball. We're going to be having them all come out. You'll hear about it on the podcast, so make sure you're subscribed. The Bullpen Cart, wherever you get your podcasts. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, ThunderBLG on Twitter. But enjoy the episode. Enjoy the World Baseball Classic, USA versus Great Britain Saturday night and then again Sunday and Monday against other teams. But here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the show, the Bullpen Card Podcast, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com. It is just myself, a solo show. I'm going to call this the State of the Union episode. It's been a couple weeks since we did the full swing recap with Sean. I got a lot of good reviews from that from a lot of different listeners, so thank you for that. Wanted to get a podcast out recording this Friday night and wanted just to catch up because it's been two weeks and we were supposed to start our spring training coverage our divisional previews. If you're new to the podcast, we go through all six divisions in baseball, preview every team, and it's a lot of fun. We get on different people, some people that are on all the time, like Greg. Sean's going to come on and do the NL East like he did last year. So if you listen last week, you'll hear Sean again shortly. We got some other friends on, some regular faces, some new faces, possibly. Not everything is locked in, so possibly new faces, but hopefully throughout the season we'll get that. But we had to delay the first one that we're doing. Nothing serious, just timing didn't work out and all that stuff. But I did want to record something this week. You know, it's been, again, it's been two weeks since the last time I recorded a show. And I missed podcasting. I missed talking to you all. Might be narcissistic, but yeah, that's why I have a podcast. But plan for the show, do a little State of the Union, couple updates, just talking about, you know, what's going on and everything just with how we're going to try to get everything out with spring training and then once the season starts because I've mentioned it, having a kid, so I want to address that kind of in a more formal way. Then talk a little World Baseball Classic, talk the Flyers firing Chuck Fletcher, which is huge news, enough for an emergency podcast in and of itself. Uh, we had some Eagles news today. We had some more football news. There, there's some stuff to talk about. So firing up the microphone, here to talk to you. But yeah, so having the kid. Well, let's start first with spring training. The plan is, you know, the, the regular season starts in a couple weeks, so we're going to try to get these all in before opening day. Normally, get a little better planning in terms of where we try to line up, how the shows are done. Um, I don't want to give away too much information surrounding you know, different people that are coming on, but scheduling's harder to line up. We're busy. We have jobs. We have other stuff going on and you know so apologies there but we're gonna try to get them all out we have for other sports like hockey 
have gotten previews out after the season starts. So hopefully we don't have to do that with this year. But that is a possibility of, you know, maybe during that first weekend, you know, maybe record some weekend podcast, maybe next week. So you have a Monday show, you know, the, the rare Monday show now I used to do well, all the way back in the day when the podcast first started six years ago. We the original goal was to do was like a Sunday night show that quickly devolved into it being a Monday night. And that's what we were doing. But then in 2020, I tried to do like a Sunday night recap that turned into me recording it Monday morning before work because different things were going on on Sundays. Like, for instance, this weekend, the Oscars. So I think I did the recap of the Oscars and all the sports stuff that was going on there. Same with like various golf tournaments because they end a little later and you know, then there's different stuff that we're doing on Sunday nights or there's TV shows. So we, you know, I ended up doing that. So not a ton of weekend podcasting as much as I thought I would do when I first started the show. A little introspective look there, but yeah, but who knows? So spring training, the plan is still get all six episodes out and go from there. But did want to address the kid. I've mentioned that a couple times now. I've mentioned it on the show, having a kid in May. So the first couple weeks should be business as usual. Get some episodes out. Hopefully get some hockey previews out. I'm a little apprehensive towards the hockey previews, mainly because of the kid. And that's because when the kid comes in May, might have a little hiatus there, so might miss a round. Now, we've done that before when we've done the Stanley Cup playoff stuff. We haven't really done any podcasts this year. Again, between myself, Greg, and Mark, lives hectic with travel, with jobs, with both um, so it's been, it's tough to try to get the three of us together and we've joked around about that we've stopped, but we haven't really stopped. So hopefully we can get something in there, maybe a full playoff preview, try to do as much as we can. But the plan right now is the first couple weeks, as, as I'm sure a lot of the parents listening to this know, um, and can probably have a better idea than I do of that the first couple weeks of a kid is, is pretty busy of just being with your kid and all that stuff. And I'm looking forward to it and, uh, all the trials and tribulations that'll go on with that, and um, you're probably th- those parents are probably listening right now, being like, "You have no fucking idea," and I think you're right. <laughs> but yeah, so probably a hiatus there, and then you know, as we get settled in, you know, my kid's sleeping or Emily doesn't need help or something like that, try to record some shows here and there. Hopefully, line it up with Greg or. About to say Matt, but Matt doesn't really do the do the baseball. He originally was supposed to, and then the quote unquote the Phillies weren't good, which they weren't in 2017. But he also agreed to do a show called the Bullpen Cart. Um, I can say this openly because Matt's not listening. And Matt, if you are, welcome back to listening. But that is what happened. So Matt doesn't really do the baseball. Might try to do NFL draft. That's right around when my kids do. So maybe, or at least I think it is. It might be right before last year. I think it was in April. It always moves, and I, I could look it up right now, but didn't prepare that part, and that might be a pre-baby show that Matt and I do, in fact, record. So maybe Matt does pop up there. But yeah, so that's that's the plan. I want to lay that out now because sometimes we do have these little breaks here and there where we don't necessarily get the communication out of when we don't do a show, like the last two weeks of last week was feeling sick and was busy at work and, you know, just couldn't get something out. You know, it's understandable. 
obviously this isn't my job. It's a hobby. It's side hustle, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you know, you deserve to, to at least know that plan so that you're not, you know, wondering what the hell happened or if I just decided to stop altogether. I'm not, I'm hopefully going to figure out some timing with the kid as we get into a routine. So that's the plan. Thank you for letting me open up that way. Um, you know, pretty open book in terms of how my life goes and all that, but definitely wanted to get that out there. But let's talk some World Baseball Classic. We're not necessarily, it's weird how to put it because the group play is so staggered. Group A, for instance, we're basically halfway through that. A couple teams have played three games. The other three have played two games. Everybody plays four. So we're going to get a pretty good idea of where the group's going to go. The Netherlands are undefeated right now. We have a couple one and two teams. Uh, coincidentally, they're the only two teams that have played three games in Cuba and Panama. So they're each playing one more through tiebreakers. Possibly they could maybe squeak into that second spot because Chinese Taipei, Taiwan, the hosts, they're one and one. They just beat Italy, who's one and one. Um, Italy plays Panama in, in Panama's final game. And Panama's other win is over Taiwan. So there's some weird... You know, back and forth, tiebreaker stuff. Um, and head-to-head record is the next one, but then there's the quotient of earned runs allowed by defensive outs. So I think that's basically your run differential with total innings. So, for instance, Cuba and, and Italy going to extra innings, I think um, you know that either helps or hurts, depending on how the math works. So... That group's there, but then the U.S.'s group hasn't started yet. That's Group C. Group B is also, you know, it's not as far along because they started, again, in a staggered way. So Japan's played two games. Everything with Japan just looks awesome. You know, there was a report that 46% of their houses were tuning in to their game against Korea, which is incredible. It's going viral. I've seen Lars Nupar from the Cardinals. He had the pump-up speech before the game and then was making plays. He had a big RBI. He had a diving catch in center field. And Shohei Otani, the hero, everybody's favorite angel. Maybe not. There might be some Mike Trout people, but everybody loves Shohei Otani. He's living up in the World Baseball Classic, playing for Japan to that all kinds of hype and They've scored 23, uh, 21 runs in two games, which is absolutely insane. And we have, you know, and then there's some other teams that have only gotten in one, you know, one game, Australia and the, and the Czechs have only played one game. So, you know, we're seeing that start to come together. They have games tonight um, and we will, you know, see how that develops. You know, it's funny seeing because it is listed as the local time. So seeing 12 o'clock on March 11th, I'm thinking it's 9 o'clock on on March 10th right now. So I'm thinking, oh, that's, you know, 15 hours from now. No, it's local time in Tokyo. So that is almost, it's probably right around now. You know, the games in in Taiwan have been starting at 11 p.m. Stayed up the first one. Uh, Not the greatest decision with work, but we worked it out. Got a good... uh, Good end of my work week. That was Wednesday night and or Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, you know it's been fun. It's been fun watching baseball, competitive baseball. I've been watching the spring training. 
and the pitch clock has been an interesting adjustment. We'll talk about it more, I'm sure, with the various different co-hosts that come in through the divisional previews. I need to see it. That's my official stance on it in regular season play before I really determine whether or not I, I like it or not. Um, I think players are getting used to it, so hopefully it's hopefully we get a better idea, not so many, you know, automatically called balls, automatically called strikes, that sort of stuff. The lack of the shift has been interesting. We've seen, you know, some teams move outfielders. We've seen you know, different ways and, and different hits in comparisons to the previous season. But yeah, so we'll talk about that more. But do you want to talk U.S. baseball? Because this team looks awesome. They play their first game against the Brits tomorrow night in Phoenix, which, you know, I'm not sure. Well, because they normally have a West Coast location, that's how they got in there. But it feels weird that the U.S., their first game is at 9 o'clock on a Saturday instead of like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. They're playing in Phoenix, for Christ's sake. Like, I get it. There's a game before that, so they don't want an extra innings game and, you know, having fans come in and out, all that sort of stuff. But why not have it be a Saturday afternoon special? I get it. It's championship week. You don't, you want to maybe have eyeballs on there instead of on college basketball. But man, it feels like there's a missed opportunity there. I guess like maybe people are at the bar, people are are celebrating, but you know, I'm a suburbanite now. I'm not going to be out at a bar. I'm going to be watching at my house. No, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to watch baseball, but. I don't know. Really old man taking me there, but I'm excited. This team looks really great. They have an incredible lineup that lost to the Giants the other day, which um, it's funny to hear that they lost to a major league team, but it is, you know, it's baseball. Crazy things happen, and we will see how they do. Obviously, the Dominicans are heavily favored. Incredible lineup out of them. So to see what they're able to do is going to be really cool. You expect them to to really have a good opportunity to win this whole thing. It would be their second title. Japan's won two. Then the Dominicans won in 2013. And then the U.S. won the last one. And it's kind of surreal to think about it because we started the show in 2017 and there was an episode zero that probably only a few of you out there know what I'm talking about. And it's this test recording that I did when I was... Finally going to do the podcast. Greg had basically been fed up with me saying, I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to start this podcast. He said, just do it. Just do it. So I recorded it. It didn't have the microphone yet. And we didn't for the first couple months of the podcast too. So if you go back and listen to me and Greg do the AL East in 2017, it sounds like shit. But this first episode, I sat next to Emily with my laptop in my lap and I just talked. And I'd like ask Emily questions. You can barely hear her because she's, you know, off to the side of the computer microphone. And I talked about the World Baseball Classic. I previewed it and sent it out to a bunch of people and be like, what do you think? What do you think? And of course, I was going to start it regardless of people were like, oh, you sound like shit. Don't do this thing. I still did it. And here we are six years later. But, um, and I'm still saying but ums. But we, are here and now the baseball the world baseball classic is back and it's crazy to think about obviously covid kind of fucked things up i do wish that they had kept it as every three years obviously we'd still be in a similar spot to where we are now because of covid because if it was every three years 
we'd, I guess, actually, no, we wouldn't be because it would have been 2012, 2015, 2018, and then we'd probably be here now. So a five-year gap instead of a a six-year gap. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, the World Baseball Classic, the first one was in 2006. They did it again in 2009. It was going to be an every three years event. And in 2009, before the tournament even started, they said, we're going to do it every four years like the World Cup. And it's been that way, obviously, you know, the last six years with a pandemic has forced it to be now, but the next one will be in 2027 and 31, 35, and so on and so forth. But it's kind of a bummer that we, we do have to wait every four years to see this, especially with all of the different talent that are from other countries that get to play for these other countries, you know, like the Italian team, the, the Israeli team, you know, there are Americans that have heritage and qualify that way to play for their teams and stuff like that. Then we get these teams like the Czech Republic that's like literal like teachers and firefighters and stuff like that. Like these are cool stories that we get to see out there. And I don't know, it, it'd be cool if it was back to every three years, but I'm pretty excited for it. We've gotten some pretty great highlights, some pretty great memes. The Italians having the Nespresso machine is too on the nose. In terms of that, there was one that one of my friends sent me that had uh, a reporter asking the Israeli players what they do for their bar mitzvahs, and some of the answers to that were pretty great. And yeah, we've gotten some great highlights. It was fun watching the first game. It was the Netherlands and Cuba, and the Netherlands, within the kingdom of the Netherlands, are a lot of these Caribbean island countries like Curacao, so Didi Gregorius is on that team. And the Cubans... We obviously have a couple MLB stars like Yoan Mankata, Luis Robert Jr., which I always pronounce Luis Robert. Apparently, that's how we've been. That's how we're supposed to have been pronouncing it this whole time. And he added the junior, so you know, there we go. Um, but fun to see them. Yoan Cespedes is on that team, and that was fun to see him play again and uh, dive into what he'd been doing. So yeah, it, it's just great. I. I love international play in other sports. We talked about it a ton with hockey and the NHL and their whole saga with the Olympics. And, you know, I just love seeing it in baseball. I know, obviously, you know, there's some countries that it's going to be a little more, you know, a little more understood of who's pretty good and who isn't. And it might be the same countries in the the quarterfinal every year. Maybe, uh, I don't know, pick a location and mix up the groups like the World Cup does or pick a, a region you know, whether that's in Japan, whether it's in the United States and or even like go to Canada, Mexico. I don't know. Like that that might be fun and, and have like groups of death like you have in the World Cup and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's a fun tournament. I if you've never watched it before, Saturday night, US Britain. Sunday night, US plays again. They play Mexico. It's I mean, that game's gonna be electric. It's in it's in Arizona, huge Latino population, huge Mexican population there. I mean, that's got to be unreal. And then U.S.-Canada, Monday night. Who loves U.S.-Canada? Everybody does. There's a reason why, again, I get that you have the the Western, the, the uh, Western, not feel, Western uh, location, and you have the East one. That's where Group D is in Miami. But, man, and not having these games at 7, especially on Monday, the day after Selection Sunday, like I kind of get it for Sunday, 9 o'clock, Selection shows at 6, people like filling out brackets, all that kind of stuff. 
it's a school night. Like, you want kids watching this thing. And I, I don't know. Other games, though, are at 9 o'clock. They don't play on Tuesday. They play Wednesday. Like, there was some strategic thought in where the U.S.'s group was being put because of the time of the year that they're doing this. All the sports are smart now in terms of avoiding the popular things. We talked about it with golf in the full swing th- in this full swing episode of that golf moved because of football. They knew they shouldn't compete with it aside from the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. Baseball clearly knew what they were doing with this, of that they put games, that they're all nine for one, but that only two of them are going against championship week in college basketball. And then the rest going against the tournament once we get to the quarterfinals and semifinals and all that. The quarterfinals are March 15th, which is next... Or no, the quarterfinals, excuse me, for this side of the bracket, the side of the bracket that's being played in the U.S., are next Friday, March 17th, at Lone Depot Park, which is where the Miami Marlins play, at 7 p.m. So it's in a week from now. Yes, that goes against March Madness. So maybe not totally thought of in that way. But we've already had so many hours of college basketball craziness that maybe people do want to go tune in. But at least the first couple games, the games the U.S. are guaranteed to play, my point being, are not against the tournament. There was some thought in that. Anyway, I am going to move on. I almost had the perfect segue when I mentioned us talking about international hockey. But the whole reason I wanted to do this show today and what got me to, to decide to do this, mentioned off the top, the Flyers fired Chuck Fletcher. And longtime listeners, longtime friends and family of mine know this about me, that I love the Philadelphia Flyers. The Phillies are my favorite team of the four. The Flyers are my next favorite team. They're my second of the four. And I've been a Flyers fan my entire life. One of my earliest memories Flyers losing the Stanley Cup in 1997. Sports memories, I should say, not actual memories. But it has been just a large part of my life. And this team has always, not always, but has been good. You know, for the first half of my life. Now it's not actually half, but, you know, I'm in my 30s. So we'll say until I was 15. The year-long lockout. This team was Almost guaranteed. I'm trying to think if they even missed a playoff, the playoffs once after they traded for Eric Lindros. And I don't think they did. They made the playoffs the first year out of the lockout, lose to the Sabres. Worst season of their life And that team in 2007, 2008. They signed Danny Briere, who's now their interim GM. Kind of crazy to think about. But that team had a motto called Back with a Vengeance. That shit was everywhere. And that team makes this run to the Eastern Conference Finals, loses to the Penguins, who obviously lose that year, then win the next year. Then in 2010, the Flyers go to the Stanley Cup Final, lose to the Blackhawks. And from there, it's been this weird ride where the you know the summer before they go to the final, they trade for Chris Pronger. They go to the final. They go back to the playoffs the next year get swept by the Bruins and revenge for the 03 sweep. They trade away Richards and Carter that summer for 
some players they have, some players the you know branches of a trade tree to quote a YouTube series I really like to watch are still on the team. You know, they tr- Jacob Voracek was part of that. Cam Atkinson is still technically a part of the team, even though he's been hurt the whole year. And the team just never figured it out from there. They go to the playoffs, they beat the Penguins in 12, and that's their last series win until the bubble in 2020. They have this weird run. I mean, the long and the short of it, because I'm rambling here, but the team had some success early on in the salary cap era, has never really been able to figure it out. They try to bring in Ron Hextall to fix things. He wanted to do things his own way. It didn't work out. They bring in Chuck Fletcher. And this guy, I mean, he had a bad record with the Wild and not necessarily just team record, but actual like contracts, trades, all that stuff. And the Flyers gave this guy so many opportunities to make different moves, to sign different players. And nothing has worked. Nothing has worked for a while. And I talked about it after the team missed the playoffs in 2021, that a lot of the guys they had, these young players, they thought were going to be the next big thing, regressed heavily after that season. So they got rid of some of them. And others they gave money to that they didn't necessarily deserve I'm happy for them for making money, but you know whether or not they deserved it's another thing entirely. And continue to not make any progress in those two years, and you know they they keep trying these different ways to put something together, and these aggressive retools, these different attitudes towards different players, and honestly, just the weird injuries that happen. To a lot of things. And it's not Chuck Fletcher's fault that Ryan Ellis has had this injury that is probably career-ending. But God, does that trade look bad that it just never it never worked out. But he still traded away the first-round pick in 2021 to get Rasmus Ristolainen, signed him to this huge deal. You trade for Tony D'Angelo, just a not a great track record of a personality. And, you know, the, the political stuff aside... With, with Tony D'Angelo, and this has been my take on it the entire time. He's not a good person. He got in trouble in juniors for, like, attacking refs. Like, forget what you think on the, or forget, like, whatever political affiliations you have. Like, that's not good. And you still trade for him when you didn't have to, and then you sign him to a, to a multi-year deal, and a guy who's from the area thought he was going to sign with the Flyers. He said that to his friend that's on your team that you also gave a lot of money to in Kevin Hayes. Johnny Goudreau thought he was going to be a flyer. And you made these stupid trades, not even out of reactions to anything. You can look back in 2012 and the Flyers offer sheeted Shea Weber and the Flyers, you know, panic turnaround and trade JVR to get Luke Shen in. And that just never worked out. Worked out really well for JVR. So much so that his second contract was not from the Maple Leafs, the team the Flyers traded it to. It was from the Flyers again. And then he's supposed to be the guy that everybody wants you to trade and you don't trade him. The fact that it took a week to fire this guy is so crazy. It's so nuts. And this guy just couldn't do anything right. 
And now Briere comes in. Briere's run the East Coast League team. He's been like the special assistant GM or whatever the hell his title was before. So he's been kind of ready and waiting. And now we just need to see what happens. But I've said it for years. The Comcast doesn't care about the team. I like Gritty, but Gritty is just a cash cow. And Comcast sees that. And that's all they fucking care about. And it's terrible. The Flyers were a team that, in my youth, weren't just my favorite team, but everybody fucking loved the Flyers. It was, or it seemed like it at least. They were a great team. And I'm talking about in Philadelphia, but they were respected in the NHL, and they're not respected anymore. And it's a fucking joke of what Comcast and what this GM and the prior regime before that you can say what you will about Paul Holgram, but he looks like a fucking genius compared to the last nine years of Flyers management. And it's it's just crazy. There's all of these different things I could go on tangents about of how 11 years ago when the Flyers had, you know, whether or not you count the bubble, I'm just going to say the last time they won a series not in the bubble. When they won that last series and they had opportunities, you know, the shortened season, so everybody gave them a pass. They made the playoffs and unfortunately just fall to the Rangers. But they really had an opportunity in that period of time. The Phillies stunk. They were on their way down. The Sixers were tanking. They were in the process. They had a real opportunity to be that second team in Philadelphia because it's always going to be the Eagles first. In general, Eagles number one, and deservably so. NFC champions, they've won a Super Bowl. And they, you know, they get they give it back to the community. Jeffrey Lurie understands that. John Middleton understands that with the Phillies. He fucking understands that. You can say what you will about Josh Harris and his whole fucking thing and how they own the Devils and how they're they're trying to buy the commanders and all this. And they tried to buy the Mets a couple years ago and all this different shit of them and, and whether or not they understand Philly because they're not one of us and all this. Comcast just does not care. It's a Philadelphia city, but they do not care. And they don't understand the fan base. And it's, I hate the the Ed Snyder, if he was alive, he'd freak out and all that. I'm not a big fan of that take because he didn't have controlling interest of the team for a while. He was still like the head honcho and still the, still the person. But like, he was still alive for, what, 11 years of the salary cap era where you know, the first couple of years they figured it out with some legacy contracts before the lockout and all that stuff, before they really had to pay a couple different guys. And then he was still alive when they paid Carter and Richards mega deals and traded them 13 months later. So I, I don't like leaning on that take, but somebody perform a seance and at least get him to tell Comcast to get their fucking heads out of their asses. And I don't want to keep rambling on this because I feel like I've been doing it for an hour. And it's I think it's only been 10 minutes that I've been talking about the Flyers. And it's just putting me in a whole pretzel twist on all of this. But it's a step in the right direction. It's a long way to go before the Flyers will be the Flyers that I remember as a kid. And I hope that by the time my kid is the age I was, by the time he or she is seven... That's another important note. We don't know what we're having, so you're going to find... You'll find out as things go go on what we're having in terms of a boy or a girl. But regardless, you know me. You know my wife. We both love sports. The child would love sports. 
unless they really rebel against us, which hopefully we're good enough parents that they don't. But by the time that they're seven, their seventh birthday in 2030, hopefully the Flyers are getting swept in the Stanley Cup final again. I know that sounds crazy to say, but it'd be it'd just be nice that they're a relevant team again and that they're, I mean, those teams, look it up. They went to the Eastern Conference final a ton. And it wasn't even close, though, to like before I was born, the 80s and the 70s. Obviously, the 70s, they won. But the 80s going to the, to the final itself, and they run into Gretzky. They run into the Dynasty Islanders. Like, that's the, the history of this team and where they've, God, where they are now. It's just a disgrace. But anyway, I mentioned it. Some football news came out today. It started with Darius Slay trade rumors, which coupled with the Andrew Painter UCL injury, yeah, we'll, we'll cover the Phillies later, but that that sucks. Darius Slay stuff, not exciting to hear. Fucking Drew Rosenhaus circling his head again. Those that don't remember, he was T.O.'s agent, and uh, he had a famous press conference in front of uh, one of the monuments in Valley Forge Park. But, uh, yeah, don't like that guy. But Darius Slay at least retweeted something to be like, no, nah, I don't want to leave. It was uh, Devontae Smith being like, don't do it, man. Um, so that, that stunk, but then... Brandon Graham re-signed with the Eagles, said it wasn't about money. He said, I don't want to miss a, a Jalen championship, which was just fucking awesome. But the big news of the day, Bears trade the number one overall pick in the draft to the Carolina Panthers for this year's ninth, a first-round pick next year, and a couple other assets, most notably the two firsts. And I texted my cousins. Some of them might be listening. Hello, cousins. Welcome to rooting against the AFC South and a team in there. It's a it's a wild ride, and I think it's going to be pretty wild to see next year. Uh, you know, the Saints signed Derek Carr, which is pretty great, and uh, there's Tom Brady rumors left and right, so the Bucks might be there. The Falcons aren't going to be much better. I can tell you that right now. And yeah, I don't I don't think the I don't think the Panthers are going to be that good. So Bears might have done really well in this trade. We'll probably talk about it with Matty D. Hopefully. I'm going to look up what the NFL draft is just to uh, see if we will have a podcast before my kid is born. and But uh, maybe try to get him on before that, a little little primer before that, and see what we're, what we're up against with it. But yeah, I mean, the Bears, what a trade. I mean, it's pretty great to see. Yeah, so April 27th, April 29th. So hopefully right before that we can get something on the books. Um, a week before my kid is born is the actual draft itself. So maybe we try to get something that week. Maybe we don't. We will see. Kind of wild. The NFL draft is taking place in Kansas City where the Chiefs obviously just won the Super Bowl. Um, Kind of crazy, though, that uh, a cu- since they put the NFL draft on the road, technically it is the, the start of the 2023 season and the calendar year. But within, you know, the same year, of a Super Bowl team. Right after they won, they get the draft. I say that, of course, because the 2017 season started with the NFL draft in Philadelphia, and it ended with a parade on those same steps of the Art Museum, more commonly known as the Rocky Steps. But I think that's going to do it for this one. A little shorter one, State of the Union, talking about different things. Like I said, we're going to try... We are going to get all six out. We're going to try to do it before the season starts. Maybe have some spillover, especially like that first week. With this regular season starting on a Thursday, it always gets weird because 
you know, we, we don't have a full week of baseball in to talk about. So that first week gets kind of, kind of weird. So maybe that, maybe that is a solution. I know last year I said I was going to try to do a lot of those Phillies series recaps. Maybe I tried to sneak in a couple of those. Uh, obviously with, the, again, with the baby, it's going to be tough, but we'll see. But I know a lot of you like these solo shows. So if you like these, and you want to hear more of them, let me know. Jordo nine is my Instagram. Thunderblog sports is the Thunderblogs Instagram. We don't really do a lot of blogging anymore, but Thunderblog sports post from there from time to time, post questions and all that kind of stuff. Thunder beyond thunder BLG on Twitter. Um, I check that often. I don't tweet from it a lot, but you know, send DMS that way. If you have uh, suggestions or tweet at us, if you have thoughts and yeah, thank you so much for listening. I didn't make any sort of post about the six-year anniversary of the podcast. Kind of forgot the actual date itself. It always comes up. It's right around my mom's birthday at the end of February. And uh, so, like, I, I missed the date and that that kind of stuff. But it's been six years, and it's been a wild ride. And, yeah, you know, thank you to all of you who listen and send it to your friends and all that good stuff. So hopefully this one was good, too. I normally like to bounce ideas off other people, but a lot of you seem to like these shows. So let me know what you think. And we will talk to you soon with MLB Division previews. And until then, go USA!